is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I close my <laughs> eyes only for a moment and then Juju's gone. All my dreams gone to Kansas City playing for the Chiefs. I did that off the top of my head. I can't believe that. I'm I good don't at writing, believe that. I'm good at writing parody songs, man. You should listen to you my are. old days at the Crowley Show. I do remember the days of the Crowley Show. Juju's gone. He's gone. And he's gone. He's gone. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster is now a Kansas City Chief. Uh, we went through the entire offseason last year thinking that this was going to happen. He was going to leave. Not so fast, my friends, as Lee Corso would say. Comes back to Pittsburgh on a one-year, $8 million deal. Gets hurt like three or four weeks into the season. Misses the entirety of the rest of the season to come back against his future team, the Kansas City Chiefs, in the playoff game. Caught like a pass in the playoff game or something like that. Was really not effective at all. Ends up entering free agency again this year. I think everybody in Pittsburgh was kind of like, market looks a little soft. Maybe Juju's going to wind his way back in Pittsburgh. I think the market still was pretty soft based sure, on him I mean, only getting one year on his I deal. I mean, Mark Madden loves to make the point that Ray Ray got a two-year, two-year deal, deal yeah. the day before was it the Juju. Niners that Ray Ray ended yeah, up the Niners. The day before that Juju got a one-year deal. That's a really good point. So it's interesting to me that the Chiefs are giving him $10 million. So it is a raise from what he had last mm-hmm. year, but it's certainly it's, a prove-it kind of it's thing not, It's not a... Oh, Juju, I've I've finally gotten my big break. Here I am. I've established myself. I got my big contract. No, no one's betting on you to succeed here. It's a here's ten million, and that could be your last ten million you make in this league. They're not betting on him to come in and be the guy, though, which is why I think this is a pretty good spot for Juju to land. Sure, he will never say this out loud, but he's now a number three wide receiver. He could be number four. I think he's depending better than on, Hardman. Depending on how much, but the Chiefs love to give the ball to Mecor Hardman. He's a gunner. I mean, he's just a go-route guy, and you know Mahomes loves to air it out. Well, you know they'll have three receivers and Kelsey on the field a lot sure, of the time. Of so all four of those guys will be out there. We know at the bare minimum, at the bare max, he's number three. Because Hill and Kelsey, Kelsey are, one are and definitely two. one two, and, and just how much I don't know who's is one and who's two, but they're both one right. and two. That's and for sure. There's Hardman and there's Juju. You don't know which one will take over that three that three spot. And I think it will be Juju. I think he is a little bit better than him. But this is exactly what Juju is. When did he have his best career in Pittsburgh? When he was the clear number two behind an absolute monster, probably the best receiver in the NFL at that time in Antonio Brown that was taking every single coverage away from him and letting him run free and and get open a lot easier and have big years. I think you're going to see a lot of the same here in Kansas City. And I think that's why you see Kansas City give a pretty decent chunk of change for just one year because, yeah, they don't want to give him more than one year because what if he comes back and he's not that great? What if the shoulder's not healed all the way? What if he's completely fallen off a cliff? All right, one-year experiment. We're done with him. We don't have to worry about him again. But the $10 million part of that is, hey, we think you can be really effective if you're in your right role, and we can put you Mm -hmm. in your right role here. Whereas Pittsburgh, you've... Been put in that slot role, but there's never been a number one that's emerged to really take the attention away from you. And we you got that in two guys here. And you don't even like being that slot guy. 
You yeah, you've, voiced, uh, you've voiced you've, you've been very opinion. public saying that's not who I am. I could be this deep threat, this this go up and get it kind of receiver. No, 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 no. Like you've vocally said I want to play on the outside. And that's from your mouth. Like it's not like we're speculating. And that. that's not what Pittsburgh was gonna do for you. And that's not what Kansas City's gonna do for you. Nobody. Because well, they're gonna put they're gonna they're gonna have Tyreek Hill be the short to mid range guy now. Well, actually, they do line. Well, up they Hill do. The they do because, with everything. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna creatively move all these pieces around the offense. But I think the Chiefs took the risk because they thought he is pretty good when he can slide into that depth position as a wide receiver, and he can become overvalued in that depth spot because he's going to just or excuse me undervalued because he's going to play at a much higher level when there's not that much attention on him like it'll be hard for guys defensive backs to stick with him one-on-one if he can get his strength back and you know he's he's a really physical wide receiver that a number three slot corner is going to have a lot of trouble trying to hang on to so I think it's a good move by the Chiefs because there's not much risk involved as far as the Chiefs side of things are concerned and I think this is a really good spot for Juju Deland based on the role that they're going to use him in. Does he realize that is a whole completely different question? Did you see also the thing where they asked him if he's going to do the TikToks in Kansas City and he was like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm here to win. I'm just focused on winning. Right. Get sure. the hell out of there sure. with that. You're obviously going to do a TikTok with Jackson Mahomes uh, the second the you can. the first thing you do. The second Jackson you can. Jackson Mahomes will be on the tarmac waiting for you on your official arrival. a little arrival. gritty when he comes out of the, the airplane. Like, it's absurd that he it's, would say something it's like just, that. It's not only that. Like, like why uh, lie? Like, why say that and lie? Just be like, yeah, I love TikTok. Okay, great. <laughs> it's your not going to affect your football. Your brand has been set. Yeah. We, the NFL knows who you are. You are a young kid who likes to do goofy things like on TikTok. You're not going to just, just because you're coming to K- Kansas City now doesn't mean you're an adult. This is the adult version. Of, that's not the case. I also think it was funny how he said, yeah, the Chiefs have been on me for about two years now. Really? Then why didn't you sign with the Chiefs last year? Because they were a much better team than Pittsburgh last year, and they probably and they needed given you receivers more money. last year. And they probably year. could have like, given you a little more money. Yeah, you weren't hurt. Year. You weren't coming off of an injury last right. year, right? Exactly. So I don't know if I believe that either. I don't think anybody was really in on him last year when the Steelers were able to bring him back on a pretty decent deal, one year, eight million dollars. But catching balls from potentially the best quarterback in the NFL now playing on a team that I think is the favorite to win their division in the AFC West, playing on a team that I think behind the Buffalo Bills is my second favorite to win the entire AFC. So he certainly has found himself, he's parachuted himself into some pretty favorable waters right now in Kansas City. But that one-year deal marks or means that he's kind of on the fringe of the NFL. and. Sure. His career is in serious jeopardy. I'm not saying that if he doesn't do well this year, he's done. But if he gets injured again. But it might be one-year deal after one-year deal with the money going down, down, and down. Like, you need to have a solid, I'd say, 800-yard receiving year, sprinkle in three or four touchdowns on top of that to grab yourself a two-, three-year deal on the market because, hey, 26-years-old, 25-year-old wide receiver should not be getting one-year deals. That means that the rest of the NFL looks at you as a guy that is kind of on his last leg. No, you know who still, got that they deal? They still see the potential in you, so they want to try it, but they're not really confident enough to say, yeah, we'll take in Kansas City for two or three years. You know who got that deal? Julio Jones, who is 33 years old, who is on his last legs, who didn't get a contract renewal in Tennessee. No, he's free agent right now. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense for Juju at all. Exactly. And 
who's better right now, Juju at his age or Julio Jones at his age? That's tough. I think Juju right now, just because Julio really has fallen off. But there was a lot further to fall for Julio. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we're talking about Julio Jones, guaranteed Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, I think he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think the only guy that really ever... I know Odell kind of propped up during that that era. The only guy that challenged AB... Although DeAndre Hopkins was pretty damn good. Right, too. but he was kind of coming in. I think Julio and AB were the only ones. I mean, ones Julio that had that 300 yard game. I mean, he's he's gotten close to it before. That was really the only guy of the AB era that you could bring up to me, and I'd have to think he might be better than AB. Sure. Like, that was the only one. So, in terms of Juju's production, in terms of his future value getting a deal out of after this year, I'm looking at it right now. Miko Hartman had 60 receptions for nearly 700 yards and two touchdowns. Juju's not just going to come in and get those numbers automatically. He's going to have to split those numbers with Michael Harmon on top of Unless Harmon their... doesn't play as much. But still, the fact that Harmon got those numbers without Juju. It's not that Juju is going to be there and Harmon is leaving. I'll do this, though. I'll take a look at it from the other side of the coin. You're the Chiefs. Harmon got those numbers because of Hill and, and Kelsey. What if we brought Juju in and put him in that spot? He's better than but Hardman. But you still have Hardman. It's not that you're get, it's not that you traded Hardman for Juju. And Hardman remind you or mind you is a really good kick returner, punt returner too. Sure, he's a them. big special teams because he's so fast. So fast. That's yeah. why I mean I, I I don't have the numbers here in front of me. Uh, he averages twelve yards per reception. You put that ha- is larger. The, Juju was getting what eight yards per catch, yeah, nine yards per like catch. Eight. Uh, Mark Madden would say dead people fall f- forward. F- farther than Juju catches the ball. But you put Hardman and Hill on the outside with that speed, and then you have Kelsey and Juju operating out of the slot. I mean, those are two really physical guys on the inside of the defense and two fiery, fast guys on the outside. I mean, Chiefs offense is going to be dangerous no matter who's running routes because of the guy who's throwing the football. But that that could really round into a really strong defense that creates a lot of space for guys like Juju and Kelsey. And then when they suck guys in, then Hill's open over the top or Hardman's open over the top. Like, and it was a pretty good signing from the Chiefs. There is just an unknown as far as what Juju's going to bring to the table. I think it's a good signing for the Chiefs. I don't know if you could say it's a good signing for Juju. Well... I think the fact that he got $10 million is good. Sure. But and, the one-year thing is concerning. That's and, the only part. And he landed on a good team. The only thing right, that would right. make it a bad can, signing is the term, is the years. Right, 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 right. Is, is his future guarantees. Which is none. Zero. Yeah, right Zero. now he's got to do this all so over again next he year. He got money. He's on a Super Bowl contending team. But just because you're on that Super Bowl contending team, I mean, look at the Rams, right? They brought in Odell. He had a complete turnaround of a, of a, of a season last year. But... The Rams just went out and signed um, Allen Robinson. Yeah. They're not re-signing Odell. Because Robinson's going to be cheaper than Odell. And they know they can't afford to bring everybody back, like Aaron Donald said that he hoped So they just because you, you go to a team and you contribute and you win the Super Bowl with that team doesn't mean that they're going to bring you right back. I think there's more of a chance that the Rams bring Robert Woods back than Odell Beckham. But I think they're both gone. I think Woods and Beckham are going to So win. now it's just going to be Cup and... Cup and Robinson, and they'll find depth. I bet yeah. they'd pick a receiver in the draft. Sure. And, yeah, I mean, it's... But Cook and Ro- or Cup and Robinson are good enough. Pretty good. I mean, Cup's pretty much good enough. Yeah. So they'll be but fine. But anyways, that's what I'm trying to... The point I'm trying to make is you can you can be added to a team midseason or whatever, or that season, contribute, lead to a Super Bowl title. And they still don't want you. No. Because they can't afford you. And the Chiefs, by the way... 
Can't afford a lot of people coming up soon. No, they this cannot. is the first year. I'm surprised that they were able to give 10 million to Juju, honestly, because this is the first year that new Mahomes contract kicks in. Kelsey and Hill demand a lot of money as well. Like, I think that's why you're seeing the Honey Badger not resigned because right. they need them, so, but they can't afford them. Kind of good thing for maybe a team like the Steelers who are in need of that second safety. The Chiefs have eleven million dollars less now, or ten point seven five, whatever the number is. Oh, they're not bringing him back. I don't think. I, I think, think it's that's done. I think if you were going to, it would have been happening already. And I am getting concerned. Is there something wrong with the Honey Badger that no one's signing? No one's him signing him yet. We're into week two. It's early week two. But this is a guy who should have gone last week, right? This is a first day kind of guy. Yeah, this is a guy who should have gone last week. This is a guy who should have been at the same time as like Mitch Trubisky with the Steelers, right? At, at by Tuesday of of the first of that tampering period, uh, JC he, he wasn't JC Jackson sure, like that, sure. or Chandler Jones like that kind of range of player that resigned in the first week. That's where I put the Honey Badger. I don't know. Maybe there's some rumors around the league that you know, maybe this knee or something isn't. As I don't good know as you because think. he's still so good, so good. One of the best playmakers still in football, and I think would pair extremely well with Minka Fitzpatrick if Surely. you could make the money work out Surely. as far as that deal is concerned. So the Steelers lose Juju. You mentioned uh, earlier in this episode they lost Ray Ray McLeod right. to the San Francisco 49ers. So now they're the Niners, but they bring in Gunnar Olshavsky, baby. Right? Is that how yeah. you pronounce his name? Olshavsky? Olshavsky? I just know Gunner. Gunner. They bring in the Gunner Gunner's in, from New that's England. That's a great name, by the way. Uh, played for the Patriots. First team All-Pro, special team. I was just going to say you automatically not only replaced Ray Ray, but, but maybe upgraded, upgraded from Ray yep. Ray as far as your punt return and your kick return is concerned. So at least that hole that Ray Ray left you was filled in really quickly. And now you at least have another body to add to Deontay, to add to Chase, and potentially James Washington, although you don't know if he's going to be able to, he's going to come back either. So right now, as it stands, what? You got, you've got Claypool. Deontay, Claypool, and Gunner, and that's your receiving core because you don't know about Washington. Ray Ray's gone. Juju's gone. So it you sounds more, take more sexy. It's not, it's second been... round. I'm saying second round now. Take a wide receiver. Okay, so. Offensive line, third round. Okay, so you go D D line D first. D line round. first, Gunner or not Gunner, receiver second. Someone a little better than Gunner in the second. Someone a little round, bit. Hopefully. I'm sure you, it wouldn't be hard to find someone a little bit better than Gunner. Probably. And then in offense, this class for sure. And then O line and third round. And maybe fourth round too on the offensive line. Ah oh, no, well, they signed enough. Like, they signed enough. On you, the I mean, line. we're talking about if you don't get Matthew, maybe a safety. And then maybe you need a, corner, a safety maybe in the fourth round. But then you're starting to get to the point in the draft right, where right, right. these guys are going to contribute. Yeah, I mean, sure. of course, Trey Norwood did last year, but. That was more out of necessity, I think, than him being good. Granted, he had a really good season for a, a young safety, but but plus you, I mean, you saw uh, you you resign Killer Brew, you resign Witherspoon, so your secondary isn't as in a dire of a situation. No, not at all. But also, too, over the weekend, we kind of saw Joe Hayden pull a Baker Mayfield of sorts and kind of just say in a much more mature tone on Twitter. Steelers Nation, I really appreciate you. I love you so much. It's been a great ride. So. You can assume Joe Hayden will not be on the Steelers roster in 2022, so you are going to be losing a big piece there. I guess. I mean, he hasn't been signed anywhere yet. I, I know. It's, it's so weird. But it, we also are only in week two. There is so much more time. Yeah, I mean, things heat up, especially after the draft and right. when people— because people are now turning their attention to the draft and they're saying, oh, you know, we can get so-and-so in the draft. Or, oh, this guy looks good in the draft. But you just never know 
you know, if it's going to end up working out or not as far as those, you know, draft picks are concerned. And if a team grabs a player that you were really high on right before you get a chance to pick, then you go back into the free agency crop mm-hmm. and you grab a Joe Hayden or you grab a veteran like that. So, I mean, there is a second wave that always comes no matter what because teams just have plans that don't end up working out, so they have to figure out a, a plan B. But it is a little weird that, you know, I, I thought Hayden was going to be a total overpay candidate to get a veteran in on a team that needs a like second Cincinnati. corner. Yeah, I said Cincinnati a while ago. team that's got a lot of cap and needs not a number one corner, but a guy who was a number one forever, kind of older now, play that number two corner role. So but play it really starting. well. Yeah. yeah, play it almost like a fringe number one. So you get two number ones basically on the field. I, I, I mean, thought he, he was gonna... he was the number one guy on this team. And I think that's kind of what he was looking at too is that – you know, the Steelers aren't going to be able to make the money work with me because someone's going to overpay for my services. And it just, I don't think it's happened yet. Now, J.C. Jackson was a big pillar that had to fall before he sure. got signed. He was you weren't going to get signed before Stephon Gilmore is still out there. That's probably another domino that needs to fall before Joe Hayden ends up getting signed. But Joe Hayden's going to be cheaper than Stephon Gilmore, right? You'd have to assume yeah. so. I mean, he I mean he's just a couple years removed MVP, from DP, right? Yeah. So I, I think Gilmore... Player is going to get a decent chunk of change, and then after that happens, you probably see where Joe Hayden ends up going. I'd love for the Steelers to bring him back because be great. I think if he's in the fold and you move Cam Sutton back to the slot and then either Levi Wallace or Kella Witherspoon is your number two and whoever is not your number two becomes your number four, hey, that's a pretty good secondary now all of a sudden. Even without the knowledge of who's going to start opposite and make it as a safety, and then Witherspoon and you Wallace have your and young, Sutton. That's you have really your young good. pieces. You brought in Levi Wallace, and then you have your veterans. Yeah, and you we, still. Have I, James, I use I use veterans loosely because Joe Hayden is, but also Minka. You, you have just, your leader. You still have James Pierre as well. It's still not. It's like right. that's a pretty good secondary room now. All of a sudden, if you can bring Joe back, I'm sure that they can't do it ASAP because Joe's still looking for that money. Do you think it's possible? If to retain both Joe Hayden and Terrell Edmonds, no, I yeah. think they're going to have to pick and choose there. And well, actually, you... it's possible with the money that they have, but right. is it smart? No, no, it's probably not. Who smart. would you rather spend the money on? Edmonds, because it's younger. If you're not bringing the Honey Badger in, then I want Edmonds back. Because I don't think anywhere you go in the draft, Trey Norwood getting bumped up or any is going to be as good as Terrell Edmonds. He's just such a solid, reliable player. But the Honey Badger would be better than Terrell Edmonds. So if it's not going to be Hunter, then I really want them to just bring Edmonds back and kind of go with what you know. And say sorry to Joe? Yeah. I mean, Edmonds is younger. He never misses a game, whereas Hayden has had some problems. Not massive ones, but he's missed a couple years. Plus, as you get older... You're going to miss more games, mm -hmm. most likely. So, yeah, I I would just put more of the investment into Edmonds' basket and tell Joe, I'm sorry, we can't bring you back. If I had to choose between the two. It's It's not the worst compromise. No, it's not. And, I mean, Edmonds, again, it's not a terrible pick, Edmonds. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a no. It's not a guy that would come back and people should groan and be like, oh, I can't believe we have to deal with this guy again. Like, he's mostly invisible, at least the last couple years on defense, which you want him to make a couple more plays at the safety spot and be a little less invisible. But being invisible isn't a bad thing when you're in the secondary. A lot of the times when your number is not called is better than, you know, seeing you on the field getting picked on 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, when you forget a player is even on the field, they're usually doing a pretty good job in coverage. Oh, I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. You don't want your name to be, unless you are Trayvon Diggs, who gets an interception every other game, 
But the problem with Trayvon Diggs is we know because his name has been mentioned so much from his interceptions, we know just how bad he is in actual coverage and allowing big plays against him. But you don't see people saying, oh, well, here here we go again, saying Terrell Emmons got burned once again. It doesn't happen. Never happens like that. So... We'll You've heard it said, but it's nothing. It's nothing. Artie Burns got burned again. Sean Davis got burned again. Mike Mitchell got burned again. Terrell Mins is nowhere near the camp of those level. Those those three specifically. Ah, sorry, I was taking a sip of my water. No, he's you not. Were just, you were just sipping the tea. You were just sipping the truth. It's not. I mean, none of my business how bad Mike Mitchell, Sean Davis, and Artie <laughs> Burns was, and it's none of my business that Terrell Mins is nowhere near as bad as those three guys were. No, that's obviously. <laughs> comparing apples and oranges, really, when you think about it. But, yeah, I mean, they've got a lot more pieces of the puzzle to come to. You know you know when you send those texts in the, like, the invisible ink and you have to rub yes. your finger over it? So there's yes. still some more ink that we need to rub our finger over sure. here when it comes to the Steelers. There's still moves that need to be made and will be made in the coming weeks. But, you know, as far as do you... Your original question of is there any hope for Joe Hayden to come back? I think there's a little hope. There is. But I just think it's not going to happen. But you think it's less likely compared to Terrell Edmonds? I do. And I think it's less important compared sure. to Terrell I think it's. How about that? I think it's better, better for the Steelers to try to retain Edmonds over Joe Hayden. I couldn't have said it better myself. In fact, I did say it <laughs> several times. That's going to do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Goodbye, Juju. I guess we can call this episode the Goodbye, Juju episode. I'll say goodbye, Tom. Until next time. Oh, I'll see you next time. We're still going to be oh, yeah. doing We're not going anywhere. We're, we're staying we're not on the Steelers. We're not getting traded to Kansas yeah, City's radio Kansas City Radio. No, sir. We're loyal to Pittsburgh, unlike Juju. I'm just kidding. He's got to take his money where his money comes from. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. Lots more Steeler talk coming at you later on this week, so you got that to look forward to. Thanks, as always, for listening to these episodes. And Like I said, we'll talk to you later on this week.